Hello and welcome to Pool Boys Recommend, a comedy and sometimes curio podcast mm. where Hello. three boys who some would argue have too much time on their hands <laughs> recommend things to each other, <laughs> they do it, and then we review it. Oh yes. My name is Stuart. My name's Chris. My name's Davey. And we're your certified pool boys. We're back with a new dosage of recommendations. But before we get into that, we've got a rate and review last week's recommendations, starting this week with Dave. Hmm. Yeah, last week, Stu, you uh, recommended that I whittle my own image. Yep. Yeah. I love, love a whittle. Yeah. And you decided to make me whittle my own image. This is a really uh, formative uh, recommend for me. I really enjoyed it a lot. I, I grew a lot as a person, I think. Fantastic. You know? Uh, I'll show you, I'll show you the thing at the end, but let me just say since a couple of things maybe about whittling. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to whittle, what you need is two things. You need some wood. Yeah. And you need a knife. And that's a basically knife. it. And then you basically just um, you make something. You make a sh- you cut wood away until it looks like something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Th- okay. There are specialized whittling tools, right? Yeah, but I used a Stanley knife. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yep. So yeah, the I traditional actually traditional way. Yeah, I actually did a little bit of research, actually, uh, for this. And this is something that I was really enjoying because I, like, really wanted to, like, buy the appropriate tools, get, you know, so that I could be really, get quite good at it, you know. Uh, yeah. And I've ordered a, um, like, a set of, like, special blocks made of this wood. It's called basswood. Mm. Uh, oh, oh and to whittle. To whittle, special whittling, oh. special whittling oh. wood. Whittling, whittling wood. Wow. Whittling wood, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's like the ideal wood for it. Literally, anyway, if you Google it, it'll come up. This is the definite answer. It's not even a matter of opinion. It's like this is the answer. It's basswood. Did it arrive in time? Uh, no, no, it didn't. Yeah. Um, and I knew that it wouldn't. Um, so I instead I went to Bunnings to buy some more, some yeah. different wood, right? Yeah. So this is this is part of the part of the reason why I grew as a person. Yeah. Have you ever stumped a, a Bunnings person? Oh, no, but I've seen it happen. <sighs> Only through my own stupidity, you know? Never yeah. never yeah. on their back, yeah. you know? If, if you're doing it and, like, it's, it's just an incredibly rewarding moment in anybody's <laughs> life, I believe, is to know more than someone that works at Bunnings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So the thing about Bunnings, or any, any hardware shop really, is that everyone, everyone in there is, is, like, on a ladder, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like a physical ladder. Well, maybe some yeah. of the, actually a lot of them are on a physical ladder, but yeah, I mean yeah, like a yeah. metaphorical ladder. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> right. The bosses are on a cherry picker. Yeah. The CEO, right. CEO's <laughs> on a crane. A crane. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I'm the owner of Bunnings and I'm in a spaceship. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I built this. I built this myself out of uh, taps and uh, door handles. <laughs> uh, so it's the ladder basically of, of how handy you are. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and you course. always know there's always one person at the top of the ladder who's like the most handy person in the shop. Yeah. Knows what all the trails are for. Yeah. Do all the plumbing and electrical and mix paint and do all of it, right? Yeah. There's a big there's a big pig. There's one one person who's the big pig of everything, right? Yeah. And if you ask an obscure enough question that the person that you're dealing with doesn't know, they have to make a decision either to lie to you, yeah, or to go and consult the, the big pig. And they, mm-hmm. you know they don't want to get the big pig. No. The big pig's running around, he's busy enough. Yeah, and it's important. It's important for them to display dominance over you, <laughs> and th- and thereby sh- you know show why they have the apron and you don't. That's, That's right. right. Part of the Bunnings right. training. Like if you go in and he goes, oh hey, have you got a right angle plunger? <laughs> they have to, in their in their head. It's like the oh, do I go and ask Craig or Karen or whoever? Yeah. Or and or do you just lie? Right. Mm-hmm. If you're a, if if you're a Bunnings person, you live in fear of being asked an obscure question and then being forced to consult. The king of the ladder. 
if you're not the big pig. Yeah. The, the, the Bunnings ladder is a really interesting concept. Yeah, I think so. Um, do you know who's on the bottom of the Bunnings ladder? This is actually true. The dumbest people at Bunnings, where they put them? The door. Where? Paint. Oh, paint. 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 If you don't that know, is if you so don't know, funny. If you know diddly squat, you paint. No. That's hilarious. Everyone can figure out a colour. You know. How do you, how do you know that, I said this. I, I, I know people this. that worked at Bunnings and no dick. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> they were resigned to pain. Yeah? And they were really dumb, so it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and this is actually reinforcing my point, or just quietly. Yeah. I've always said that I really, really want to work in Bunnings at the paint section. Mm. Right? It <laughs> just <laughs> saying a lot about me. It sounds like it's made for you, <laughs> But now, now I'll never do it because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I know that I'm not the dumbest person at Bunnings. Yeah. Well, maybe not dumbest, because least handy. I'll say that. The least, least handy, handy. The least handy person at Bunnings, right? Yes, yes, yes. There's the top of the ladder, and that implies that there's also the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Mm. And I and I found him. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yes. So I ring up. Yes, yes, At yes. this particular Bunnings. So I ring yeah. up. I talk, I talk to this guy at Bunnings. I'm like, yeah. hey, mate, uh, I want to do a bit of whittling. Uh, it's like like uh, it's like wood carving. Yeah. And uh, have, you got any, have you got any basswood? There's a little pause. Yeah. And he goes, sorry, mate, you cut out there. And I'm like, did I? <laughs> did I? Did I? You, did, did I? That's what I'm thinking. Sorry, mate, yeah, bass, basswood. Oh, yeah, what, what's it for? It's for wood carving or whittling. You know you know what's good for that? Uh, you could try some uh, You could try some dressed radiata pine. Dressed radiata pine? I'm like, I don't like radiata pine. I, <laughs> you, you asked specifically for bass. Radiata pine. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Sprout. <laughs> All right. I didn't just spend 20 minutes on an internet forum that looked like it was made in 1994 <laughs> to be told to use radiata pine for my Whitland. All right. <laughs> you wouldn't last two minutes on allaboutpocketknives.com forward slash knife underscore forum forward slash view forum dot php question mark f equals 52. All right. Oh. <laughs> you would last two minutes. <laughs> and I'm just, I just like, I knew that I'd won and he knew that I'd won. So I just hung up and I was like, okay, well, thanks, mate. And just like that, I'm on the ladder, baby. Yeah, well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. It was good, yeah. Uh, ra- radi- radiata, more like a crappyata. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did steal that joke from Brian T. Been a member since 2011, so just shout out to Brian. <laughs> Is that actually true? Yeah. <laughs> He's one of about six dudes who look exactly like Santa Claus. Oh, good. The, part of an elite club. Yeah. <laughs> like looking into the future, Dave. Yeah. So that was that was that was me trying to find basswood. I ended up just looking for balsa wood basically instead yeah. because it's very soft. Technically right. speaking, it's actually a hardwood because of the right. cell structure, even though it is it is actually quite soft. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So basically, we're going to get around to the actual carving bit. So if if you're going to whittle something, it's important to like. You have to kind of be able to look into the grain and like see what's in there a little bit. Yeah. You have to be able to like try and envision it a little bit. Like you might look at a stick and be like, oh, this little bugger is going to be a flute. (laughs) Right? Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, you're not going to be like, you're holding a stick and be like, oh, I'm going to make a grand piano with this. It's not (laughs) going to work out, is it? Right. You have to be able to envision it, right? Yeah. You got to work within your means. Yeah. Exactly. So basically, I had to, and I ended up going for two big pieces of balsa wood and Mm -hmm. glued them together to try and, to try and, you know, to try and make a big enough kind of space because yeah, it yeah. a bigger one. Oh. The hard part about that was that I had to find one part uh, of balsa wood that had my front in it and the other part that had my back in it because <laughs> if I had gotten oh. gotten two that just had my back in it, then that would have been a problem, wouldn't uh-huh. it? <laughs> the, the Dave with two backs. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no one wants to see that. No one wants that. 
No. Yeah, you can pick them up, <laughs> listen to their stories a little bit, Ooh. knock on them. That's a good piece of timber. You take it home, you glue them together, some gorilla glue, leave them overnight, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did right, you so, did you go for a full full body portrait? I thought you were just going to do a bust. I did a bust in the oh, end. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I feel like I should have done a full body portrait, but because of how long it took this took me, um, I think I, I chose right. Here we go. This is him. Oh my oh, god, it's wow. massive. Oh, yep. that's huge. There he is. Oh, that is whoa. ten times the size I thought it would be. It's that's the size awesome. of the size of your head, Dave. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. Wow. He's, and he looks a little bit like if Dave were a uh, one of the statues on Easter Island. A little yeah, bit. A little bit. Uh, so you can't really tell because just on, on Zoom call, but uh, folded arms. Yep. Yep. Be- beard. Backwards, yep. backwards hat. Yeah. Backwards hat. Nice, nice touch. Thank you. Ears. That's yeah, good. That's, that is this good. one I actually did an ear hole and the other one I forgot to. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And he's wearing a hoodie as well. I, I, I must say, he's got a real secky vibe. He really yeah. does. Yeah. He really does. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm not allowed this, in This somewhere. dude is not allowed to guard a hotel. No. <laughs> yeah. But it looks you'd, no you'd probably catch him patrolling the MCG at 12 a.m. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, those mid-strength beers. You, how many mid-strength beers you had, guys? That's what he's saying. Three, and it cost me $27. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. awesome. That looks he, uh, so yeah. cool, man. Yeah, he looks quite serious. He, he does look quite serious. Um, and that's, I mean, I kind of had to, I, I thought that maybe when I got my two pieces of wood um, that maybe I'd gotten the wrong ones because I had to go through several layers of Buddha and Hulk Hogan before I got to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could yeah. totally see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really it's quite portly actually. It does look like <laughs> a little um, Chinese Buddha, yeah, for sure. Uh, a little bit, yeah. That's where are the there. two halves? Where's the, where's the... I uh, split down the back, so the front half, oh, the face yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see is the one half, and the and the backwards hat is the other half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a line oh, down the middle. Cool. Oh wow, yeah. that is awesome! How much time did yeah. you sink into this? Um, probably about five hours. Okay, okay right. That's way less than I was expecting. Yeah, well, I mean, it actually took a really long time just actually figuring out the right way to cut it because, like, because it's balsa wood, it could just um. You can't really cut it across the grain too much. It just kind of like powders up and it's kind of like weird um, to cut. Yeah, right. So I had to cut kind of like into like triangular bits downwards just gradually until mm. I got to the like a 3D printer kind of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, Dave, do you think you did it portly because like it was kind of like a Buddha thing? Like that's how you sort of see mm. yourself or you just couldn't be fucked to make yourself <laughs> appropriate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, personally, I think that that's um, the ideal body type. Ah, oh, lovely. The Buddha body type. Um, but Buddha it was body. an accident. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's perfect. Perfect mix of both of those things that end up in incl- complete incompetence. <laughs> I mean, you got the Buddha body com- by complete accident as well, right? Yeah, just genetics. <laughs> just <laughs> genetics and KFC. Yeah, that'll be it. I got a, ge- a genetically predisposed to just going absolutely hog wild at KFC. That's right. <laughs> so that's was right. Buddha. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I was trying to thread a needle about, about Buddha and like mashies at the same time. Oh. And I couldn't get there. I couldn't oh. get there. That was uh. that was a long bow to draw. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank this one. Uh, as we all know, uh, I rank yep. everything out of 100, and I only use the numbers each number one time. Yeah. That I'll at the end of the at the end of it all at the end of 100 episodes, I'll have a list of things and how good they are. I'm really excited about this. Uh, this one I'm going to give a 55. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Um, no, you just surprised me. 
Yeah, what did you what did you think? I thought I thought just because it's like labor intensive, I guess I thought either really low or because you love whittling so much, really high. But I guess you split the difference. Yeah, well, um, you have to think about the fact that like I now have a a bust of myself, which I can't. I spent so much time on that I can't throw away. Yeah, Mm. but I can't give to someone because why would I give it to someone? (laughs) And so I've just now I look like a massive egotist. Yeah. No. No. I made, like, I made you do on. it. Artists do self-portraits all the time, man. It's a, it's a practicing thing. Yeah, this is from my balsa wood period. Yeah, you're <laughs> right, Stu. Dave is just as good as Van Gogh. He's like... Yeah, just, that's right. absolutely. Just I mean, Van Gogh only, you know, never sold anything in his lifetime either. Well, he sold one, yeah. but, you know. Well, if, if, I don't, if I don't make any money from art, I can always uh, rely on the paint section of Bunnings. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Stuart. Stuart, oh. last week I recommended that you... Write and illustrate a children's book. Yes. What have you got? What have you got for lunch, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got peanut butter. What about you? Yeah, I've got two bigger stringers oh. and a little note from my dad telling me that I'm, he's disappointed in me. Wow. All, all right, children. Yeah. All right, oh. children. It's time to settle down. Lunchtime's over. Sorry, miss. It's now story time. Okay. 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 Now we're gonna have a little bit of a story today. This story. Is called Harold the Hedgehog. Okay. Oh, I love Harold the Hedgehog. I thought Harold was a giraffe. <laughs> All right, and now it's time for the story of Harold the Hedgehog. Oh. <laughs> this is Harold. Harold is a hedgehog. <laughs> I knew it. Harold the Hedgehog likes to stay at home and tend to his garden, especially on Saturdays. The wood where Harold lives has always been lovely and quiet. Recently, though, things were getting loud and noisy. Why's that? The beavers would start their construction work very early in the morning. Little birds with very loud voices would twitter all their gossip all day long. (laughs) The foxes had taken to throwing parties in the cemetery of all places. The wolves would run up and down the street, howling all the night. And strangest of all, eagles had started flying in circles high across the sky. Wow. It was all too much for Harold. His quills stood on end. He felt himself curl up tight, shutting out the world. Nothing could bother him when he was like this. He was safe. As Harold sat there, looking more like a sea urchin than a hedgehog, he began to lose his happiness. Oh no, said Harold, coming out of his prickly covering. With all this madness going on, I shall have to find a way to keep my happiness. And so he set off to speak with his good friend, Bradley the Badger. Wow. Bradley knew everything there was to know about living in the woods. Bradley would know what to do. As Harold scurried across the forest floor, he came across a stream where he met a small fish called Fleur. Excuse me, said Harold. I seem to be losing my happiness. Could you tell me how you manage to keep yours? Of course, Fleur replied. I keep my happiness by swimming every day. Why don't you give it a try? Oh no, thought Harold. He had been in water before, 
and he avoided it at all costs. Thank you anyhow, he said, and carried along his way. On the path, Harold saw his friend, Greta the goat. How do you keep your happiness, Greta? he asked. She looked thoughtful for a moment, and then with a bright smile, she said, I just ignore anything that doesn't make me happy. Have you tried that? No, I haven't, said Harold. And as he walked along the road, he tried his best to ignore all the noise and bring back even just a bit of his happiness. But it was no use. When he passed the dam, he asked Ben the beaver how he keeps his happiness. Just keep your hands busy, he said. You can't be unhappy when your hands are busy. Harold had busied himself before, and he knew he could live without that added stress. Thank you anyhow, he said, and snuffled on down the road, his happiness still slowly slipping away. He came across Linda the lynx, sitting as always on her purple pillow with golden tassels. So you seek to keep your happiness, she said mysteriously. Mm. Yes, said Harold. How did you know? Come, sit and concentrate on your happiness, said Linda, gesturing to a little corner of her pillow. Harold sat and tried to focus on what little happiness he had left, but he found it impossible to keep all the noises out. Harold couldn't decide if Linda's method for keeping happiness was too much effort or not enough, (laughs) but he did decide that it was definitely not for him. Wow. After an hour of sitting in silence, he excused himself very politely, and Linda did not seem to notice. He stopped in at Vincent the Vole's house, who told him, The best way to keep your happiness is to go running every morning and every night. Harold was many things but he was not a runner. (laughs) Thank you anyhow, he said, and started back along the path. He began to get desperate for answers. He asked Boris the boar, who suggested he start a family and eat five truffles a day. Harold liked living alone and couldn't stand the smell of truffles. Lick your ears and chew your paws, said Wendy the wolf. Harold decided he would not be doing that thank you very much. When he asked Finley the fox, he suggested Harold dance in the graveyard, and Tim the tit was so unhelpful that Harold almost lost his happiness entirely. Tim the tit. He was almost at Bradley's house. Bradley would know what to do. Just as Harold was arriving, Ormond the owl flapped down with his powerful wings and rested on a branch above Harold. How are you, little hedgehog? asked Ormond. I'm losing my happiness, said Harold defeatedly, and I don't know how to get it back. I've asked everyone and nothing seems to work for me. Ormond considered Harold the Hedgehog with his ancient eyes. That drawing is honestly quite scary. (laughs) If keeping your happiness is worrying you, then perhaps you should give it away. And in the silence, Ormond the Owl flew off. What utter nonsense, said Harold to no one in particular. That was the worst advice of all, he thought. When Harold opened Bradley's door, he was shocked. Everything was everywhere. Socks on the bench, dishes piled in the sink, the couch pillows were anywhere but on the couch. Bradley the Badger, always so neat and tidy, had let his house fall apart. 
The worst sight of all was Bradley himself, his hair matted, still in his unwashed pyjamas, curled up in a ball on the couch. It's all too noisy, said Bradley. The wolves are howling, the beavers are drilling, the foxes are making a ruckus, and the birds won't stop twittering. What do I do, Harold? What do I do? Harold looked at his friend Bradley, and with his last ounce of happiness, he smiled. Let's clean up the house for a start, he said. And he helped Bradley up off the couch, and together they tidied up the room. Later that night, Harold went home, and Bradley went to bed in his freshly washed pyjamas. And though the wolves were still howling, and the foxes were still dancing, and the birds were still chattering, and the beavers would soon be drilling again, Harold and Bradley went to sleep, and they were both a little happier. Thank you, Mr. Mrs. Owen. Owen. That's not a problem, boys. <laughs> that was yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was so wholesome. Yeah, I um it, I was it, expecting it that to all go horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> no, I my original plan was um to make a children's book with in the frame of obviously a comedy podcast. And then yeah. I started developing it. And I got really attached to these characters. I started like mm-hmm. really thinking about this this little woodland world that I'd created. And I was like, yep. I am absolutely not touching these guys. Uh, I I'm Aww. just going to write a kid's story. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, um, uh, I, w- I will just say, um, hmm. Vincent. Wait, what was it? Harold the Hog? Uh, no, 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 the Hedgehog. Barry the Boar. I think it's Boris. Eat truffles and start a family. Yeah, yeah. That dude's got it. <laughs> yeah, he's got it, it all he's got figured it. out he does yeah um yeah so what, what an adorable way to deal with the population crisis <laughs> well i think it, I guess it's sort of every crisis really it's sort of um you know yeah it can be easy to, to lose your happiness sometimes and um, uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. It, and it, it's sort of apart from obviously going to visit his friend uh, mm. it's sort of analogous to um you know yeah i guess you're, I guess you're right. It could be any calamity, but I'm, I'm sort of writing it in the, with the idea of what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and also I, I was like really tossing up whether or not to make it a happy ending. And I mm. personally wouldn't call this a happy ending. They're just a little happier. And at the current time in the world, that's kind of all we can do. There is no happy ending just yet. And uh, Yeah, right. So, so the lesson is back to basics. Just get get them the the little stuff done right. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, it was an upward tick, and sometimes that's enough, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the world, it was kind of like the whole world changed for, changes for Harold, and he he d- isn't coping with it well. And then he goes to his friend, who he thinks he's going to cope with it really well, and he's not either. So they just help each other out, and there's nothing they can do about the big, the wider world, but they just help each other get through it, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, fucking hilarious. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you said uh, comedy and curiosity podcast at the start, right? It oh, is. yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. um, I loved this. Loved it so much. I actually loved it so much I'm going to make a little video. Oh, mate. Um, oh. So obviously you can't see it on the podcast, but the, the book um, has little watercolor paintings that go along with it. Uh, quite Quite crudely drawn, but that's sort of in the style. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there will be something on the YouTube for for people to click on if you want to check that out. Cool. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, that was my most sincere uh, segment yet. I reckon. Yeah. Potentially yeah. of all of for us. Sure. Um, yeah. So that was that. Uh, Chris writing a children's book. 
is life <laughs> for experience 10 stars. Chris, writing a children's book is life itself for spiritual growth 10 stars. <laughs> Christopher Heaslip, writing a children's book is life and pure joy itself. 10 out of 10 stars. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. This is, this is your well first done. full score. And oh. I, I realize now, after having given two, 10, uh, two 30 out of 30 scores away, mm-hmm. I realize now what it is that makes yep. for, for a full mark score. And What's it's that? when I can see myself happily doing exactly that every week, like basically for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. Stu. That's sick. Yeah. Well done. I, I would be a very happy children's book author, I think. I would love it. Yeah, I've always I've always wanted to write children's books. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so cute. So good. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, and that, lovely. That is, yeah. How yeah. good. I hope you've got some funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd be happy doing this every week for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Strap in. Christopher Heaslip, last week David oh, recommended whoops. to you that you watch a film that is hosted on the, the website Pornhub. Yeah, that's a weird little detail. It's a weird little whisker detail of this. Like yes. all week my girlfriend is like, oh, hey, how's that porn movie going? Have you watched that <laughs> porn movie yet? Like, no, look, can we not? Yeah. Can we not do that? Can we not call that, please? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Strap in, guys. Let's let's do this. It's, it's going to be pretty long. It's going to be a bit of a I'm roller ready. coaster. But, Here we go. Uh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Fatal Findings is the name of the movie there, Stu. Um, you know how celebrities try to inspire people and they say things like, you know, if if you're driven enough and you work really hard and you yeah. will accomplish your dreams. Yeah. They didn't know at the time that they weren't inspiring little kids. They're inspiring <laughs> delusional people like Tommy Wiseau and Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can Fatal- I just start, start off the top, right? Yeah. Would you say that this movie or The Room, are they, are they on an equal footing? Um, the relationship this movie has with the room is is absolutely fascinating. I don't get really go into too much detail about it, really, but I'll, I'll say its failings are entertaining, both of them. So I I, I would put it as as on equal footing as the yep. room. It's right, de- it's certainly okay. different, and there's major differences, but yep. there's enough parallels. And when you watch the first couple minutes, it's those parallels that just scream at you. It's like um, uh, big wide shots for no reason. Um, yep. a, oh a delusional yet somehow charismatic leading man who directs and writes and produces the whole thing himself. Uh, mm, there's a yeah. lot of parallels. If you don't know what the room is, uh, it's another terrible film, but um, uh, yep. it's a bit more, a bit more you, known. You heard about the disaster like artist? That's what that film was made about. Exactly. I can't wait for the disaster artist version of this film. Yeah, well, I, he's never re- he hasn't really broken through to the Tommy Wiseau level yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's still plenty of time. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm quite curious to see if it ever does happen that, to that extent. Anyway, Fateful Findings is the third, and I put this in quotation marks, most successful film produced, written, directed, and starring a man named Neil Breen. <laughs> Wait, okay. as in the third, third most successful. in brackets most successful? No, it's his third movie, all... and it's his most right. successful of. I think it's. I think it's. Oh, five third, comma, most six? successful. Oh, oh yeah, I, sorry. I thought he okay. had two other films. I thought you. Were, I thought you were telling me that he had shit. two other. I thought you were telling me he had two other films that he said was his most successful film. <laughs> uh, no, no. Fatal Findings is the uh, the top of the mountain. The, uh, okay. the right iceberg. Um, I, so you don't have to... We're going to be talking about Neil Breen quite a lot. Uh, and so you don't have to Google what he looks like. Dave, can you can you paint the people a mental image? Yeah, let me just bring up a picture of him. He looks like 
Uh, Alice Cooper without the makeup on. Oh, that's a great one. That's a oh. great one. I knew you'd have something good. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I was trying to paint a mental image because this is a podcast and he has such a weird, yeah. weird look to him. Yeah, it's such a weird look to him. I'm, I'm going to try and paint a mental so... image in everyone's brain at the moment. Okay. Number yeah. one picture he comes on Google Images. He has his eyes closed in the photo. That's great. <laughs> Okay, That's a okay. perfect metaphor for this situation. If okay. you're listening to this podcast, close your eyes for a moment. All right, you're sitting, you're sitting on a train. You look down at your phone. You know, you're playing on your phone. You look up and there's a strange man looking at you. Oh, no. You look down at your phone again. You keep playing again. You look up again and that same man is still looking at you. Visualize that strange man. That is yeah. exactly <laughs> what Neil Breen looks like. That is exactly yeah. him. It's oh, that exact God. look, I'm telling you. You can imagine him one seat closer <laughs> if that helps. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, let's get into the movie. I'll sort of talk through the plot yep. a bit. I'm not going to get into every detail because there's a lot of details. Yep. But um, okay. I'm just going to point, point by point go through the movie and then sort of sum up my feelings about it at the end. Okay. Uh, first impressions. <laughs> that sitting on the train bit was good. Carry on. Thank Sorry. You. <laughs> first impressions. Um, as we said, this movie was on Pornhub and I did watch it on Pornhub. And if the suggested videos on Pornhub are anything to go by, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> that sucks. It was, there was some scary shit there. Uh, yeah, let's, not, let's not. We just had a children's book. Let's not dive down that rabbit no, hole. Yeah. Done some irreparable damage to the algorithm here. <laughs> okay, here we go. One summer, a young boy with his completely relevant and well-shot power balance band finds a mysterious rock <laughs> along with his friend, a young girl. A few days later, the young girl has to move away and they lose contact. Flash forward. The young boy has turned into our leading man, Neil Breen. (laughs) That's right. So we can only assume, judging by his age, this has been many, many decades. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Neil Breen. At least 50 decades. (laughs) Neil Breen is crossing a road while speaking to his wife on the phone and gets hit by a Rolls Royce. We mysteriously see the feet of a young woman get out of the car, walk around the front, and look at Neil. It is never made clear who this person is. (laughs) There are plenty of witnesses that react to the crashing, but none react to this strange woman that's looking at him on the ground. Mm -hmm. Neil is taken to hospital, uh, and judging by how many gas canisters he's surrounded by, it looks pretty serious. (laughs) This movie does this strange thing where you can see that... (laughs) It was a lot of effort to get a prop because they heavily feature that prop like, again and again and again. Yeah, just the ga- he's got a gas canister under one arm for the rest of the film. Yeah. Uh, he's shown in a hospital bed doing nothing for what feels like about 20 minutes. Um, oh God. A young, beautiful, blonde neurosurgeon comes in to have a look at him. Yeah. Um, she's not his doctor. Uh, she doesn't know him, uh, okay. but just comes in to have a check and shit's pretty fucked. Um, okay. He wakes up. He wakes up and does that classic cliche and rips out the tubes that are in his veins. Oh! Uh, and by in his veins, I mean they're empty tubes taped to his wrist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they don't even edit away. The editing's particularly bad. Anyway, I, I, I will get to that later. Uh, and just he, tubes. They're just <laughs> taped to his wrists. <laughs> and, he, oh. and, he, and he walks out of hospital. He heads home and has an incredibly bloody shower with his wife. Uh, while still wearing a large facial bandage. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's still wearing the facial bandage. Wearing the he's bandage. completely it's, naked except for this massive bandage across stuff, his face. Yeah. And is that meant to be a tender kind of moment or what is that? Incredibly tender, Stu. 
with blood like, dripping down yeah. his legs. Oh yeah, it's ender. I believe they call that. That's rare, is what that is. <laughs> Even blue, maybe. Yeah, it's blue. That's blue. Uh, we go into Neil's home office. Uh, it has four laptops. That's right. Four different laptops. <laughs> <Yep>. Not <laughs> monitors. Laptop. Laptops. Lappies. Got to feature Lappies. them props, man. Got to feature them props. Yep. Keyboards and everything. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is until he has a headache. And in the pain, he knocks two of the laptops violently onto the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank goodness he has the other two. <laughs> uh, we, cut, we cut to a couple arguing. The man's drinking straight vodka without ice in a tall glass that's usually used for water. Uh, the woman doesn't want to have sex because her back's sore and she's been busy at work. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? <laughs> fellas? Their daughter cries in her bed. Moving along. <laughs> Moving oh, along. It's, it's around Was that related this time. to anything? Who knows? It's around this time I realise um, something that will continue throughout the movie. That yeah. every woman in every shot of this entire movie is wearing a singlet and no bra. Wow. I did not notice that. Maybe that's why it's on Pornhub. Well, literally. <laughs> literally. Like, yeah. wow. And Who is, who's, is he costume designer, director, performer and... and Oh, look, I wasn't on set. I don't know. No, but okay. this we can't, fucking, pin, we can't pin it all on him. Look, but this reeks of just being some weird kink of Neil's. Totally. You know, I mean, the dude doesn't know how to open his eyes. He can only squint, which makes me it only confirms it, in my opinion. Yep. I don't know if we talked enough about the fact that it's it's hosted on Pornhub. Yeah. Why? <laughs> no one else will have it. Why? It's not a pornographic film. <laughs> not not really. I mean, we'll, we'll let's we'll get into that. Okay. Um, Neil Breen finds his mystical rock that he found as a child and has a vision of himself naked in the fetal position. Okay. He goes to see a therapist. Yeah. Fair enough. Not, not long after, he has another headache and slowly, slowly, slowly spills a cup of coffee onto one of his four laptops. <laughs> oh, no. Which, My which, third favourite laptop. <laughs> which begs the question... <laughs> Is this one of the old laptops? Is this one of the broken ground laptops? Or is this a new laptop that he's bought to replace the broken ground laptop? What on so, earth? Do you know what his job is at this point? Uh, he's a writer. So he's written a novel previously and okay. uh, he's working on his second novel. He keeps mentioning how he's working on his second novel. And that's what he's doing with his four laptops that are never on, by the way. No, um, yeah. He's working he's on also his second a, He's novel. also a hacker. So maybe... I, oh, I don't know if that's actually coming to the story yet. I don't know if that's okay. been really been mentioned in the movie yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hardly even mentioned in the movie, so I thought I might say it out loud. <laughs> uh, also, yes? laptop body count three. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, the arguing couple and their daughter come over to Neil's place for dinner. What then takes place is what scientists describe as an alien's understanding of a human conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no one is looking at each other. Nothing anyone says has anything to do what with anything else that someone else has said. Like, oh and no. oh, and they're also uh, drinking water out of beer bottles. So there's that. Yeah. Oh god. Captain Neil in his office writing his. They next spent novel. all their beer money on gas canisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, cut to Neil in his office writing his next novel, uh, and we begin to see signs of a little subplot developing. Uh, Hello. Oh. Here's a quote. <clears throat> I'm going to continue hacking into these government systems to see what I can find out about all this national and international corruption I know is going on. 
Uh, nice <laughs> novel. <laughs> so as Dave said, yeah, he's a hacker. And that's he's a hacker now. That that comes to But how do, uh, how does he not know? Not the forefront. How does he know? Now he knows it is going on. What does he know? <laughs> Uh, Neil's wife has been taking pain pills and it's tearing up their relationship apart. He wants her to go to rehab. She says she just needs stronger pills. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> she <laughs> said, no, no, I just no. need stronger pills. Their argument progresses to Neil's office, where in a fit of over-choreographed passion, Neil awkwardly throws paper in the air and hurls items off his desk, including, okay. you <laughs> guessed it, his laptops, <laughs> literally <laughs> falling into pieces as he throws them on the ground. All, All that is laptop count seven. <laughs> the CD drive <laughs> pops out. You can assume that he's, he's replacing them each time. <laughs> Random keys pop off. It makes you wonder how well they're actually working beforehand. <laughs> and as they passionately kiss, they rip each other's clothes off. Okay. No, really. No, oh. they stand there and literally tear at each other's clothes. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're literally just no. smiling at each other and just ripping at each other's shirts. No. It is uh. it is the worst scene of anything I've ever seen. It oh. this is the scene. This is it. It is oh, horrendous. How long it's does so that bit go for? I I mean all the scenes lag. Like, and, yeah. like all of them. Yeah. Every single scene is at once. Like, it's like they've cut off the bit where they've explained why the scene is happening mm. and then added, like, two minutes of just, like, the actors just milling about after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shots they, they, wow. they just linger on unnecessary shots. But uh. then you sort of think about that and all the shots are unnecessary shots. Yeah. Which of them are necessary? This is an unnecessary film. It didn't need to happen. <laughs> didn't need to happen at all. At all. Cut two. The, argue, the arguing couple are having another fight. Yeah. And the woman speaks like she's had significant hearing loss. <laughs> the arguing couple and their daughter come over for a barbecue. The piped in noise makes it sound like there's another 30 people hanging out off screen. Yep. Um, but they're absolutely not on screen. Yeah, then no. Neil's young, beautiful, blonde neurosurgeon arrives at the party with her butt-faced fiancé. Dave, <laughs> do you remember this guy? No. He's on screen for like six seconds and he's the just the ugliest dude. Just, like, none of us are models, but God, he's just got a butt for a face. Um, Neil discovers that she was the young girl that he found the magical rock with, even though she's straight up half his age. Oh, yeah, what? Yep, straight oh, up. And uh, drunk Jim from the arguing couple knocks everything over. Drunk Jim. What are you going to do? Uh, huh? drunk, a laptop? Does he knock a laptop over? Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. The laptop's at the party, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. As they hang out by the pool. I'm, ass- I'm assuming that they are all at the shop where they get repaired every time he leaves the <laughs> <Yeah>. room. <laughs> he, he, did the, he did the Grand Slam, all four of them, last time, so I feel like there might be a little bit of lag. That's why he wrote this scene in. <laughs> Uh, the next day, the arguing couple's daughter comes over for a swim and takes off her bikini top. Neil Breen pervs like the sex pest we know he is. <laughs> the daughter then has yeah. a bath. Neil Breen walks in and grabs her towel, covering her up because when Neil Breen pervs, it's on his terms. Oh, no. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. The arguing couple argue. They throw drinks on each other. This, of course, is one step too far. The wife gets a gun and shoots her husband. Wow. Neil Breen enters just too late, and the wife says he committed suicide. Neil Breen consoles the body and says, 
I can't help you out of this one, Jim. <laughs> oh, Consoles man. the body. Yeah, well, he just sort of, you know, you know how they just like hold a dead body and go, Jim, I can't Jim, help, I can't can't help I, you out yeah, of this one, yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't help you out of this one. Cut to another shot of Neil Breen naked in the fetal position. He's now hugging a naked female who's in the fetal position next to him. The poor okay. thing. Yeah. Neil meets up with the neurosurgeon at a lake and they profess their love for each other. They go back to the tree where they found that weird cube and put it back where they found it for some reason. Yep. They kiss and take their shirts off, which is a lot easier for the blonde neurosurgeon because she's wearing a singlet and no bra like every other female in this movie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Meanwhile, Neil's wife takes too many pills and he comes home to find her dead. Oh, uh, altogether, wow. pretty good timing, considering he's just started having an affair with someone else. Can't help you yeah. out of this one, wife. Far out. What a, yeah. what a day. Yeah. yeah. Big uh, day. Big day. Big, what a week. Uh, <laughs> what a week. The blonde neurosurgeon comes over and watches Neil eat raw spinach from a plate. He reveals... <laughs> <laughs> he reveals this that's, whole That's time. what I like to call set dressing. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's no dressing. No dressing. No, there's literally no dressing. Um, he reveals this whole time he hasn't been working on his new novel like he's been saying. He's uh-huh. actually hacked into the most secret government secrets. Oh, whoa. The no. most, he's hacked into the most secret ones That's right. as well. He That's just went straight for the gold on there, which I'm really, you know. Uh, it was so disappointing. I was We were all hanging out for the book. Yeah. Yeah. The novelization of the film that he's in. (laughs) (laughs) A frustrated Neil throws his novel at two of his laptops. Keys again fly off. Nine? That's nine. Assuming he's bought new laptops every time he breaks them, let's count them out. Right. He started with four, had a headache and broke two, poured coffee all over one, threw two of them off the table in the heat of the moment with his wife and has <laughs> yeah. just broke another two now, meaning he's owned 11 laptops over the course of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's assuming that he's kept two of them just like secret in it. That's in right. A, it's too damaged. These are, the, these are the good ones. <laughs> we can only... <laughs> there must be a body count off camera as well. But we yeah. Must oh, yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden, a man in sunglasses and a black hoodie kidnaps the neurosurgeon, leaving only one clue for Neil to figure out where she is. Yeah. A note with a very detailed address of where she's been taken. <laughs> Neil goes to the address, wakes up the kidnapper, uh, smashes a bottle uh, over his head, teleports through a locked door, saves the neurosurgeon, <laughs> teleports back through the wall, and runs off to safety. Beat that Steven Seagal. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is, this is our main character. This is, the main, this is Neil Breen, man. Come on. This is our fateful findings Who boy. Who walk through doors? So, unexplained. He just... <laughs> Drunk Jim can't do it. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Is, the, is there even? He teleported out of his own body with a bullet. Is there anything, anything that flags this before it happens, Chris? Uh, a little bit. There's sort of like these mystical sort of dreamish sequences where you just see some a pair of shoes like attached to legs, and but you see a right. person sort of like they, that seems to be walking through walls, but it doesn't reference anything. And you never know who it is, and it's never really made yeah. clear who that is. And there's never like any point for any of this. Like it was just completely out of. Completely out of nowhere, really. And you, 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 I yeah. guess you could have assumed it's Neil Breen just because there's not, really, not really any other characters in this film. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still, it's, it's kind of out of nowhere. Okay. Uh, then there's about 12 minutes of trippy shit that's both hard to describe and not really funny to describe either. Okay. It's this weird scene. Oh, see, it's, it's kind of like three scenes, really. And 
you, there's no real way of knowing what's going on because there's sort of characters sleeping. So maybe it's a dream, but maybe it's not a dream. And yeah. he like drives into the middle of the desert and there's like a gold book and it's impossible to describe really. Right. So let's cut to Neil holding a press conference in front of a green screen of a government building, oh. revealing to the media <laughs> he's found out more than any hacker ever has. Uh-huh. Right. Judging by his green screening skills, this probably isn't true. No. <laughs> And uh, he's not anonymous. No. Best, best hackers are anonymous. They're not standing in front of the fucking steps of the White House. No. Uh, <laughs> if if you have heard of this movie, it's probably this scene that you reference. You, you're aware of. It's this final scene. Yep. Yeah. So yep. he's got this USB, and no one knows what's on it. He hasn't mm. shown it to anyone. He's just saying he's just holding a press conference, yep. holding this USB. There's one USB in his hand, and the media is just clapping their hands. Yeah, they're giving him a standing ovation. Like he's yeah, putting everything out, <laughs> even though he's given no detail. The media doesn't. <laughs> it was a simpler time. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> back, oh, back before all the secrets were made public. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then people in suits, so like corporate leaders and like business owners and like government people, like senators and stuff, right. are stepping forward one by one and being like, "Ah, oh, on your nail, you bloody, you bloody goddess nail." We've been <laughs> yeah. we've been paying people off for years. You bloody got well, us. It's true. Well done. You got us. I resign. Well Good gear. Fair and square. And then, <laughs> and then you, and, you and your bloody USBs, Neil. <laughs> oh, I didn't know other people knew about them. Oh, I'm just the president of Amazon. <laughs> then they all start committing suicide. Oh, well, all yeah. the government officials. All of them. Yeah. Gun to the All head, a noose, poison, carbon monoxide, everything, one by one. Wow. Then, yeah. as Neil's talking, inspiring the world, a sniper is about to shoot him. Oh, no. But someone shoots the sniper oh. before he gets uh-huh. a shot off. And oh, yeah. who shoots that sniper, you may ask? No, you may not ask because no one knows. <laughs> not the- no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Uh, that's this about a, the this end. This is a real grassy knoll, you know. Uh, he walks <laughs> off with his neurosurgeon hand in hand. Uh, happy ending. The end. That's it. So if the synopsis Wait, what, didn't what make the... this, oh yeah, yeah, no, that was it. That was that was what? it. What? You figured it out, man. The box. You the figured box, it out. The stone. Uh, yeah. They put it back in the ground a couple scenes ago. Let's put it back in the ground. Yeah, I know. They oh put yeah, it... that was this. Ho- there's this whole thing where like they in the in the start. They walked up and it was just a bunch of mushrooms and then it gradually faded into a box Mm -hmm. and then they picked up the box and got the stones out. And then later on, they go back into the forest, put it back down the base of a tree and then it becomes mushrooms again. That's right. That's okay. Narrative loop closed. (laughs) (laughs) You can't start a film with a magical stone and then just bury it halfway through without even fucking talking about it. Yeah, it's you funny can. you say that because, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Neil Breen, and I've discovered more than any hacker ever has. Oh, God. Uh, if the synopsis didn't make it clear, this movie might be the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> this film is awful. <laughs> you know, Dave sort of alluded to this earlier. You know how uh, if you read a story written by a child, it can feel like there's huge chunks missing? Like... Characters yep. that's changed their mind or have... There's just logical leaps that are obvious to the author but not to anyone else. Exactly. Yeah, like they, yeah, yeah, they have yeah. these emotional developments in a matter of seconds or the story just takes these huge leaps without any reasoning but you can still tell that 
There's been a lot of thought. There's a lot of thought in the child's brain. They've connected all these dots and there's the huge story with a lot of detail in their head, but they just weren't able to effectively communicate that stuff onto the page. It's like that. (laughs) So you can tell this all makes sense to Neil and he understands everything that's going on and it all makes a lot of sense to him, but it's just not conveyed to the audience at all. Right. It's the etch-a-sketch of films. That's that's right. Um, Dave... When you recommended this to me, you asked me to yes. look into the director's intent yeah. and explain the director's intent. That's right. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> the director's intent was just to see some titties. Well, a bit. Probably. Uh, I don't believe there's many people that can really delve into the mind of Neil Breen and survive mm. to talk about it on the other side. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think much like The Room, uh, he uh. wanted to create like an all-rounder. Like he wanted to create the perfect film, much like Tommy thought yep. The Room was. Right. A film that's got love, action, thrills, drama, paranormal, symbolism, anything you could possibly want. Like he, yep. he was Patrick Swayze, right. he was Steven Seagal, he was Jimmy Stewart, all at the same time, which of course can never really work. No, limit like your palette. Yeah. Less is more. It's like the first thing you learn as an artist, you know, in training. Yeah, another, another sort of parallel. Like much I like- didn't know that. I just scored a free lesson about being an artist. <laughs> Feels good. You're welcome. I hacked. I hacked into that lesson. That's and it. I took it. You, more, you know more than any hacker ever has. How'd you get yeah. that USB, Dave? Don't ask me about this. I'm just the the smartest person in the world, and he's my girlfriend. <laughs> Give me back that USB. It has all of my acting prowess. <laughs> no, no, kill yourself. That's the only way this comes out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rough into the podcast. Wow. Another parallel with Tommy Wiseau as well in the room, or, like, or many stories you hear, like, like, like a lot of stories or fan fictions written by teenagers, like yeah. the death or suicide is used as an exclamation point. Like it's, yeah. it's completely unnecessary. It doesn't actually add anything to the real story yes. itself. Yes. It's yeah. just there to sort of try and convince the audience that this means real business now. This is really intense. See, people yeah. are dying. Like yeah, it's just, yeah, but it doesn't yeah, actually yeah. mean anything. Um, look, I, I kind of respect the hustle. Okay. Like he's making these things on very little money. Yeah. And as bad as it is, He's, I think he's making some. I think he's profiting off these movies. I think he is actually making some money, and he seems to really enjoy the whole process. Right, like he seems to be having a really good time. And obviously, he puts put a lot of effort into yep. these, and so he must be enjoying it. Yep. Okay. Nice. Um, the last time we did this segment, the uh, terrible movies with Chris segment. Yeah. I yep. was son of mask, and I tried to fix the movie. At the end, I I like listed like five things, and I was like, if you try and change these five things, the movie. Could be better. Like I, 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 I changed a couple of key things in hopes to make this film better. Yeah, I must admit I've been hanging out for you to fix this one. But every element of this movie is so fundamentally flawed to its core that there's nothing I could possibly do to fix it. <laughs> nothing? Every there's nothing single you can, element. You'd have to change the channel. Well, <laughs> yeah. change the Pornhub video. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that'll fix it. Um, so, so f- what fixing it means? In this instance, it it's non-existence. It's snake bit. It's yeah. the venom is in its veins. There's no there's no yep. saving it. Yeah, okay. It's it's done. Like there's there's it's the entire film. Like start from square one, throw it out, start again. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's no a couple elements here and there that can fix it. It's. Do you think that the story itself can can be saved? Like the the kind of arc that he was going for. No. <laughs> is the simple answer. No, there's too much going on, and the uh, what is there 
is melodramatic and over the top. It doesn't actually make sense. And there's no like making sense of it because it's just, it's just like a thing. It's like, oh yeah, I hacked government and I have secret. Like, yeah. you know, there's no <laughs> real, there's no nuance to it. There's no, there's nothing extra to it. It's just that plain, boring log line. Like it's just yeah. not even a log line. It's just, you know, a simple statement and that's the plot of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it, no, it's, it's uh-huh. every element's terrible. It's an awful, okay. awful film. Done. It's it's truly it's truly terrible. Yeah. yeah do you, anything to add, Dave? Because you've you've seen this before. I have seen it before. I did forget. Um, honestly, it's just there's so much of it that just like every time I was just watching for an extra minute, and then my mind just lost grip of what was happening mm-hmm. because I was like, wait, that shouldn't be hap- what the but that's not connected to but what's ha- but. That happened to me so many times that I actually just forgot completely any any of it except for the the part where uh, all of these people just like oh I'm a bank manager and I'm I'm in a car now and I'm dying by it seems to me that every single scene every single scene in mm-hmm. this is like that one YouTube video that you find after like sort of hours of just letting it play by itself and you're like how did I get here it sounds like sure. every scene in the film is that. It's not just every scene; it's every element of every scene. Like it's oh, it's wow. it's just so deep this this floor. Because even if you watch the room, like it is fairly, it's like shot and edited fairly well. Like there's always like some yeah. people that knew that what they were doing working on the room, where yeah. Neil Neil don't mm-hmm. have that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Edited and everything by him as well. Uh, I'm actually not sure about the editing. I'm not sure. Yeah, right. I mean, it could have been edited by like the million monkeys and the typewriters. That's right. <laughs> that's what it feels they like. The first monkey, like, really? They didn't even. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even just have the a first one. Just... One monkey, one typewriter. That's right. <laughs> um, my rating system's out of two. Pretty yep, up and down. Yep. Pretty cut and dry. Uh huh. Yep, let me be, let dry. me be crystal clear. Uh-huh. This movie deserves a zero. Okay. Yes. But. <laughs> okay. Much much like the room. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just. It just has this entertaining factor to it. It's really hard to pinpoint and really hard to to nail down. Yeah. But when you are watching it, it is so bad that the, you do certainly get a sense of entertainment. Okay. So mm. I'm giving it a one. <laughs> right on. Hey, hello. Okay, cool. You end cool, a whole cool, point. Cool. Nice. Yeah. That's a, pa- yeah. that's a pass. Yeah. On your Neil, you got us. Good on you, Neil. You hacked the podcast, mate. You hacked my brain. You, you got <laughs> you yourself got a one, secret. mate. You well hacked done. a brain, got <laughs> secret. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, that is... Fantastic. That was unreal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a we've had a pretty pretty interesting episode, I reckon, this week. Uh-huh. It's been mm. craftsmanship, uh, innocence, and <laughs> whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Neil Brain. Now we're watching this. Now we're watching Home Alone. <laughs> and now we're going to watch Home Alone. <laughs> a better movie. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Family Movie Night. In this part of the show, we watch 10 seconds of Home Alone. Uh, but before we watch the movie, we got to watch the trailers. Is there a bee in your bonnet? Is science wrong? Got an upset tummy? Or wear socks with thongs? A deal on at Bunnings? A mistake in Cool Runnings? Or secretly sick of your housemates humming? The Hot Goss Box is your one-stop neighbourhood Hot Goss Watch shop for neighbourhood Hot Goss Watch Watchers. Email thehotgossbox at gmail.com with all of your goss wherever it's from. The pool boys will read it anonymously on this podcast here that's weekly and free. 
coming this summer. Check out our YouTube channel. It's really, it's like some sick stuff there. We keep putting like heaps of cool stuff on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff that like adds context to what we're saying and like. Yeah, go check it out. It's yeah, a like multimedia is. experience. Yeah. It actually is. The pool like, boys. It'd be a pretty 4D. good one. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, we, we, we try to make it as interesting as we can talking about it, but there are just certain things that you just actually can't see you know on the podcast so if you do want mm-hmm. to check them out definitely subscribe to our our youtube and like right now is like the best time to do it i reckon because like you know enough stuff like stocked up you can have a bit of a sit down and just like blast through all everything we've put up on youtube so far yeah, yeah it's pretty good right. and like, all, like you know just remember and reminisce about all the all the all episodes the classic of pool boy moments yeah. so you can From check them out <laughs> you can check <laughs> out two uh, weeks ago four weeks ago all of them <laughs> that's, that is all to them yeah yeah jump on <laughs> jump on now and then you can be satisfied knowing that you were the the one to comment first on yeah, every single yeah. one of our videos. Every single one. Yeah, snatch them up. Also, if you are enjoying the show and you want to support us fiscally, you can buy us a coffee over at Kofi. That is www.ko-fi.com forward slash the pool boys. Yeah. You can buy us a coffee or two or three and that helps us continue the show, makes it a bit more sustainable for us. At the moment, it's uh, coming to me. I'm putting in a lot of hours uh, editing the show and, oh, yeah. and the videos and the, and the YouTube and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, in, in the future... We'll be, it'll be buying coffees for all of us. Buying coffees for all of us. Yeah, in the future, it'll be buying coffees for all of us and uh, maybe even better microphones for all of us. Well, yeah. hey. Imagine that. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's watch the movie, huh? Yeah, yeah. The lights are dimming. Let's watch the next 10 seconds of Home Alone. Hang up the phone and make it. Right, right. that line. This kid, I agree. Oh, who's this? Who is Dad? This? Robber? Is okay. this the robber? Whoa. Okay. Hello. Oh, Saving friends. Hey. Oh, my God. That was a little bit of plot just there, if I'm not mistaken. Wait a minute. You're not, su- you're not supposed to shave in France. Isn't that the thing? Wow. Okay, so <laughs> I think that was a red herring, guys. I don't think that's leading anywhere. I don't no. think. You know what? Let's just leave that alone. We'll see what government secrets that Macaulay comes up with next episode. <laughs> <laughs> with family movie night done and dusted, it's time to move on to the last part of the show, which is where we give out our recommendations for the following week. Uh huh. Who wants to go first? Um, I don't think I've, I've gone first this entire time. Yeah, why oh. don't you? Yeah, jump on. Yeah, in. I'll, I'll go first. All right. David, 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 David. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> you're a beautiful mind. Oh, wow. That's like the Russell Crowe film. You're, you're a beautiful mind. <laughs> you mate. almost you're... drowned your son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you remember that movie that well. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. remember anything about it at all. Um, mate, you're a beautiful mind. That's nice, yeah. your, your brain works in a very uh, particular way, okay. you know? <laughs> Dave's at his best. You can't, you can't box in Dave. You can't put him in a box, you know? You need to give Dave okay. a blank canvas. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to do. Dave, uh-huh. it can be about anything you want, uh-huh. anything at all. Yeah. I recommend that you create a BuzzFeed personality test. Oh, oh you know wow. Those, that is which Harry Potter. That's a good Harry one. Harry Potter painting, are you, or yep. whatever? Like, yep, yep, yep. On Thursdays, you know, they're really, they're really, really precise. Oh, nice. yes. This oh, is such a good. good recommendation. Thanks, man. This is great. I'm psyched. Make one of those. Make it from scratch. And then next week, uh, you can test Stu and I at the same time. I can't wait to steal your guys' data. (laughs) (laughs) That is very, very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, well, I I guess I'll I'll go next. Sure. Uh, Stu, I'm recommending for you this week. You are, yeah. 
Um, so you've, you've showed this uh, today that you, you obviously have a little bit of a bit of a bit of a way with words, mate. A little bit of a creative oh, writing yeah, bone, yeah, hey? Yeah, what do you what do you what do you reckon about that? Oh well, it depends what you what you want me to do. Okay, so listen, there's writing it down, sure, and then there's you know there's people who are you know just like just quick and like flashy, and there's like just people who can just like spit it, and it's you know right. One of the greats of just like spitting. Like amazing words yeah. is yeah. off the top Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. Muhammad Ali's yeah. famous for giving yeah. himself little pump ups before, like in interviews. Uh-huh. I'm and so boxing. fast. Boxing? Do you have to box? Yeah, before he uh, boxes. I'm so fast that yeah. when I turn the light off to go to sleep, I'm in bed before it's dark. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want you. I'm, Chris and I are going to give you as if as if you're about to have a fight. With someone, we're gonna yeah, be the yeah. press, and it's gonna be a press conference for you. Oh, a shit. boxing press a boxing conference. Press conference. <laughs> and I want to see what you got. Can Chris be my manager? How much smack talk can you lay down? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, awesome, <laughs> awesome. I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Chris, it's my turn uh-huh. to recommend for you. I am really excited about this one. Like you said for Dave, Dave is a beautiful mind. And I think that you're mm-hmm. quite ingenious. You, you've shown us that with your, um, with your new invention and, and a few other times throughout the podcast. Mm-hmm. Fill up the cup. It's taken over the world. <laughs> it has. By, by storm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, all <laughs> yeah. hail. Fill up the cup. <laughs> yeah. Wet ass pussy's got nothing on fill up the cup. Damn straight. So wet ass. Fill up the cup with your wet ass pussy. Yes. yes, that's right. <laughs> fill up the C word. So you're an ingenious boy. <laughs> and like you say every week, you're straight up and down and you're very honest. You're an honest man. But I want, to put, I want you to put your talents and your charisma into a slightly less honest profession. Christopher Heaslip, oh. this week I'd like you to come up with an entirely new, unseen grift. A grift? A con? I want oh. you to come up with a grift. A con? A con. I, wow. want you to, I want you to come up with a, a solid con. And then, you know, you can either come on the show and try and con us or just explain how it works or, yeah. Wow. This is awesome. The, the uh, con yeah. man. The con God. man, Chris Hayslip. Oh, yeah, I want man. you to come up with a grift. That's it. Yeah. Grifted. All right. All right. Con- conning Chris. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. <laughs> grift Hayslip. I have a think. Cool. Well, they are our recommendations for next week. Make sure you tune back in to have a listen about how those went. Um, and if mm. you would like to... As a matter of fact, no, nah, just please, can you go over to Apple Podcasts and drop us a review? That would oh, please be do, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, it really helps our visibility stay up. And it, um, I mean, it, it makes you feel good for a couple of minutes, but it really helps us out. That's the, the main thing. Makes us feel good for a week at least. <laughs> at least That's a right. week. Um, guys, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of them are Pool Boys Comedy. Um, we're uploading heaps comedy. of stuff, pictures and stuff, context to our ramblings. Uh, check us out. Yeah. Give us a follow. Have a comment. Share. Like, but smash that like s- button. Subscribe. Smash that like button. Smash it. Hit it. Smash, smash it. it. Smash it like. Smash his name. Like Neil Brain smashing his laptops to the yeah, floor. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. I stole it. You stole it, man. I stole that goof. Low Alrighty. hanging goof. Dave. Mm. Oh. You have the honor of taking it away. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Yummy, 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 yummy. Fruit salad. 
Yummy, yummy. Awesome. <laughs> well, well done, Chris. Well done. All, All right. right. Thank you very much for listening to the show. And we will see you same time, same place next week. What a week, boys. What a week. What a week. What a week. What a week. What a week, bro. Bum bum bum. Let me hear you say way ho. Way ho. Bum bum bum. Let me say way ho. Hi ho. Hi ho. Way ho. Hi ho. Hi ho.